I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. As global climate negotiators meeting in Doha, Qatar this week, there are scientific warnings, new ones on climate change, coming fast and furious. Yesterday, we told you that this year is on track to be one of the warmest on record. Well, today, there's a report that the polar ice sheets are melting three times faster than they were in the 1990s. A common factor in those trends, the rising level of carbon dioxide from industrial air pollution. But there are other sources of dangerous greenhouse gases that are just starting to come into focus. One that scientists issued a stern warning about this week is methane from the melting Arctic. Sam Eaton has our report. If you want to understand one of the ways that warming in the Arctic is affecting climate change, just light a match and stand back. That's the sound of researchers from the University of Alaska Fairbanks igniting gas seeping from a lake on the Alaskan tundra. There's the methane coming up right there. That's a nice example. The gas is methane, basically the same stuff you might burn in your stove or furnace. Researcher Katie Walter-Anthony, whom you heard there in this video, has become well-known for these pyrotechnic displays. Because it's a really good test of whether or not the gas that we see in the lakes is methane. And that's important to know because methane is a potent greenhouse gas. It doesn't last as long in the atmosphere as carbon dioxide, but in that shorter time, it packs a much stronger warming punch. Turns out there's a huge amount of organic matter trapped in the Arctic's permanently frozen ground. And as the Arctic warms up, it's starting to decompose and release methane into the atmosphere. Walter Anthony says there can be hundreds of thousands of methane seeps under a single Arctic lake. And then when you look at a map and realize that the Arctic has millions of lakes, and those lakes all contain methane, the numbers start to really add up. And it's not just lakes. Permafrost covers nearly a quarter of the northern hemisphere. And altogether, it holds twice the carbon that's currently in the atmosphere. So if even a fraction of this were to escape, as it's expected to do, the warming effect on the planet would be huge. It's one of those nasty feedbacks scientists talk about that has the potential to cause runaway global warming. I now declare open the second meeting of the conference of the parties. Policymakers at the UN climate talks in Doha, Qatar this week are grappling with these very questions. Kevin Schaefer with the U.S. National Snow and Ice Data Center is in Doha as the lead author of a new UN report on the dangers of warming permafrost. He says the message to negotiators of a promised climate treaty is simple. If the emissions targets negotiated by the treaty do not account for these emissions from thawing permafrost, we're going to overshoot our target climate of two degrees above pre-industrial levels. Two degrees being the cutoff for avoiding the most catastrophic effects of global warming. Current international projections for warming don't take Arctic methane into account. And Schaefer says unlike emissions from burning fossil fuels, those from thawing permafrost are harder to stop. Even if we totally eliminated fossil fuel emissions today, the permafrost would continue to thaw for 20 or 30 years, just responding to the temperature increases we already have. Schaefer says current warming trends likely will add a huge amount of Arctic methane to the atmosphere, although no one can say exactly how much. His new report calls for nations with extensive permafrost to create monitoring networks to get a better handle on the problem. Such an effort is already underway in the U.S. So this is a video of us flying over the Anoka Wilderness near McGrath, Alaska. Chip Miller of NASA is part of a five-year project to monitor both CO2 and methane levels over permafrost. And what you see here is sporadically forested area, mostly swamp, 
Miller says the flights are helping put real numbers on just how much carbon is being emitted as the permafrost thaws. The amazing thing about this is we found some of the highest concentrations of carbon dioxide and methane that we observed anywhere in Alaska. So we're seeing something that would be associated with concentrations like you might see in a city or around oil and gas production, even though it's completely out in the wilderness. Measurements like these should clear up some of the uncertainty surrounding Arctic methane emissions. But that's only part of the story. An even bigger wildcard lies under the Arctic Ocean. It's called methane hydrates. For those who don't know what methane hydrates are, it's a frozen form of water and methane. That's Carolyn Ruppel of the U.S. Geological Survey. These deposits are really important because a small volume concentrates methane by about 160 times. So if you start melting those methane hydrates, you can obviously release a lot of methane very rapidly. Scientists believe subsea methane hydrates hold roughly twice the carbon contained in all the world's fossil fuels. So it's easy to see why scientists are concerned. It's sometimes been called the potential Arctic methane catastrophe. Ruppel says she's not worried about a catastrophic release. Most methane hydrates are so deep under the ocean that any releases aren't likely to make it to the atmosphere. But she says it's another story on the shallow continental shelves off of Siberia and Alaska. Russian scientists have reported extensive methane seeps off of eastern Siberia. On the Alaska side, Ruppel's team of scientists is trying to quantify how much methane is escaping from these subsea hydrates. We've taken out this instrument that can measure methane in real time as we move the boat along. And what they've found so far doesn't look good. There's some very provocative patterns that might imply that methane is higher as you cross this permafrost boundary. It's an indication that the shallow, frozen permafrost beneath the ocean may be thawing, allowing methane to bubble up to the surface. Still, Ruppel says there are big uncertainties about what's going on with methane releases in the Arctic. She says that means it's too early to say whether there's an impending Arctic methane catastrophe. But she says it's also too early to say there isn't one for the world. I'm Sam Eaton. Sam Eaton explores the connection between Arctic warming and extreme weather, complete with photos and infographics at theworld.org.